Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! Oh, John Dempton found a big ugly worm with big old goggle eyes. And sharp old teeth and he cut it in two and now there's a fucking story. Oh, John Dempton <laughs> and his fucking worm. It's actually a dragon snake. <laughs> that's, that's what I remember of the song that got sung in this. That's about I mean, the, the gist. Yeah. <laughs> They're like knockoff Wurzels that sing. <laughs> <laughs> the eight, the 80s synth punk Wurzels. I don't know what was going on. Uh, it was atrocious. <laughs> it was fucking great. <laughs> those are those, that is the gist of those songs, though. They're all, I know this is like a fictional story, but it's based in real stupid people coming up with nonsense. Uh, yeah, I mean, most folk songs are about that and like d- cocks, <laughs> basically. And I mean, what's more phallic than a big white worm? <laughs> anyway, hello, welcome to Spoiler Filled Film Conversation. Hooray! Mm. There we go. <laughs> we've have we not done that for a while. We don't, I don't. I'm not, I don't usually encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> you was feeling it. Was, yeah. Well, but anyway, I am Richard. With me to have a chat about a film uh, are the other wriggly wiggly worms. <laughs> Anthony. Hello. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> A particularly sexy snake. Yeah, sexy snake. Sexy snake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the horrible she snake, Abigail. I can't. Horrible but beautiful. <laughs> I guess. Oh, can I be? Can I be? Oh, fuck! I'm does, forgetting does all the necessary names. To be, you just exist and are. I want to. Be like James Earl Jones in Conan the Barbarian. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, no, that's Conan the Barbarian. This is the lair of the white world. Fine. You, you can be a fat, stupid police officer. <laughs> oh, poor Ernie. Poor Ernie and his. Uh, no, I'll be the other one who never left. Never came. The, oh, yeah. the one voiced by Ken Russell. Yeah, I'll be that one. I'm having my tea. You are here, no, so you've left I'm a, tea. No, sorry, dinner. I'm having my dinner. It was fucking one o'clock in the morning when he phoned him. Yeah, it's one of those two policeman towns, isn't it? Anyway, we're getting into the film before it's time. What if people are like, oh, I don't know which layer of the White Worm movie they're talking about this week. Well, good, I can clarify that by getting Jamie to tell you the details so you don't get it confused with... Any of the Dune Dune movies, or what's that one with Kevin Bacon in where he, Tremors? <laughs> trying to think, it's not about worms, anyway. It's, it's a misnomer, isn't it? As Hugh Grant explains in the movie, should be called Lair of the White Snake. Am I right? But that's a metal band. Oh no, it's confusing. Jamie, help us out. This film is the Lair of the White Worm from 1988. Directed by Ken Russell, written by Ken Russell, kind of vaguely based on a book by Bram Stoker, supposedly. Um, it stars... supposedly, supposedly a shit book by him as well. Nah. <laughs> uh, it stars a very young Hugh Grant, a very young Peter Capaldi, 
Catherine Oxenberg, Sammy Davis, and pro- probably most prominently and importantly, a fantastic Amanda Donahue, who really uh, just owns this film from start to finish. Also quite young. Let's not say she was old in it. Well, yeah, but it's it, it's specifically weird to see Hugh Grant and Peter Capaldi this young. And, and Peter Capaldi with such thick, dense brown hair. Oh, God. Um, and just the plot per IMDb, when an archaeologist uncovers a strange skull in a foreign land... Foreign land? <laughs> it's, it's just yeah, it's because they couldn't Scottish. work out what that accent was either. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, he's in God. England, but- a Scotsman went to the foreign land oh, of England. Isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? It's supposed to be like Staffordshire, isn't it? They keep mentioning Derby, whatever that is. Okay. Um, is, is it based on Dalton in real life? I don't know. I can't, anyway, I can't remember what I read. The residents of a nearby town begin to disappear, leading to further inexplicable occurrences and Did sexy anyone disappear? <laughs> some, a fa- some family members disappeared a while ago, I thought. Uh, yeah, the Parents disappeared. Right. I mean, poor Kevin is disappeared. Oh yeah. Well, there's a weird, weird shit going on in the town, like every British horror film. Yeah. Um, but we just, I, you know, I, this one, it's snakes. Yes, and just to uh, say it up front, and I, I still believe this is accurate. I described this as the Wicker Man, but via an old episode of Doctor Who. Yep. <laughs> with a with a little bit of carry on in there as well, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely got a Doctor Who vibe. I mean, two of them have. I mean, one has famously played Doctor Who, but apparently Hugh Grant played the comic relief Doctor Who. So That's double Who canon. he did. Yeah, and we live and die by the canon of Doctor Who on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. so we will I not admit it. Me saying it, the person who has probably watched the least amount of Doctor Who of any of us. <laughs> Everything Richard Curtis writes for Comic Relief is canon as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and usually terrible and boring. To is say there anything my... worse than comedy at charity? Like, charity specials are the worst, aren't they? Generally. I, I will I say the Doctor Who one with Hugh Grant is, is pretty good. Didn't fucking Blackadder also become Doctor Who in one or something? Or maybe Rowan Atkinson? Yeah, Rowan Atkinson yeah, he was. was. Yeah, there's a lot of... He generated a few times in that sketch. Okay, sidebar. How many fake Doctor Who's are there? Is it like James Bond, where there are a few side fake Bonds? I think there's only one fake... Like, it's only that one version of Casino Royale from the 60s that's like a spoof. I mean, I'll be watching the fake Connery one. Oh, never say never again. Oh, God. It was was just enjoyable, actually. I mean, it is. kind of silly. But it's still... a. Far too old Sean Connery appearing as Bond. He was younger than Roger Moore. Was. I was going to say opposite an older Roger Moore, who in I think at that point in the official films was, uh, you know, on screen bedding Grace Jones. <laughs> what? Anyway, let's, let's get, let's get yeah. back. To this. <laughs> That's a, yeah. I I don't it doesn't matter how many Doctor Who's. They've been unofficially. You don't, I, that's a that's a, a possibly ever changing number, anyway. Um, not you know because of time travel and also some Doctor Who will be written after the pod comes out. Just but, to, um, just to cement yeah. my opinion on Doctor Who, I was very excited when I saw that Peter Capaldi had been cast, and then I didn't watch a second of his run. <laughs> I just don't care. 
You're just like, I'll just imagine it as if it was Doctor Who the thick of it. <laughs> just running <laughs> yeah. around in the TARDIS swearing at people and uh, demeaning Chris Addison. He was very good, if you want to know. I'm him. sure he was. I just, I just don't care. <laughs> you just, when, when someone you've enjoyed in one programme, it gets more work, you're pleased for them. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm never going to watch that, but I'm glad they're getting paid for something mainstream. <laughs> it's like someone getting the Oscar nomination for a like you know, a shit film, but their last work was pretty good. It's like, oh, good, you've got the Doctor Who role. That's really mainstream. You deserve a large paycheck because you know your other stuff was good, and you probably didn't get paid as much. A bit like that, or just literally, you can't be asked for Doctor Who. Is it more to do with a personal dislike of Doctor Who? You didn't watch it, or just not do much, not enough time on your hands. You couldn't make you couldn't make time for one of your. I didn't you think know. me being indifferent to Doctor Who would make you spiral, but I guess here we are. I just, I'm now wondering, like, why didn't you watch it if you were excited about it? What was the reason then not to watch if you were excited? I just don't care. I've always kind of found it boring. There's a novelty so aspect care to it being filmed. Who then? What's the matter? Because I like him and I, it's good casting. Well, good job because he's in this and we can talk about it and you have seen it, I hope. <laughs> Did you get around to watching this, Jimmy? Uh, <laughs> no, I made you watch it because I was excited that Cabaldi was in it. But no, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Why did you pick this, Jimmy? Why did we watch Lair of the White Worm? Uh, I so this is um this is another one of those like periphery picks that it's a it's a film that has kind of always been on my vaguely on my radar because it seems similar to other things I like and I've we, we've done a Ken Russell film before too we did uh, Altered States yeah that had um, a lot of silly god imagery as well didn't it yes sim- similarly mental in places um, goats instead of worms was my main takeaway yeah. from the dream sequences not as fun as this one <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah a little bit more kind of uh, po-faced Good. and serious <laughs> and uh, well yeah I didn't. I thought you hated it. I remembered you not liking it. I liked it. Of no, I don't... you liked it. You're out of your yeah. fucking mind. <laughs> no, I thought. Um, I thought Rich said. I think maybe good. maybe collectively, we didn't like it. But I did. yeah, I keep wanting to call it Altered Beast, which is very different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I this this is one of the films that always pops up in the in similar like film circles to other stuff I like. Um, it's got weird horror dream shit in it. It's, yeah, it's but weird. also like it's it's there's a there's a similarity to like the Wicker Man and that kind of stuff. Like that like hmm. it's very quaint should... as well. It almost felt like it could have been a children's TV program at times. Did, when did it, when have... people didn't have their tits out, I mean. Yeah, it had weird. That's I think that's what made me think of like old Doctor Who, like original mm. run Doctor Who was that kind of tone. Um, so yeah, I just thought, well, I'm, I'm gonna put that forward because I, I at this point I feel like I should watch it because I've heard about it so many times. Um, and just for clarity, you have watched it. Yes, <laughs> and I've not watched any Peter Capaldi Doctor Who, but I have watched Peter Capaldi in a Doctor Who like. Layer of a white worm, um, but I think I was expecting more of a horror film. Yeah, fucking like, hell, me yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I was so expecting I was... more of just a commitment in a direction. It didn't have yeah. to be horror necessarily. Just just pick something. Fuck sick. Just, just a sort of shotgun blast of uh, colours and Britishness and tits and big teeth. <laughs> it, what was yeah, weird I... is is it did it did feel like oh well it might not be a very scary horror film but it might be a, a you know a kind of whack a weird psychedelic B movie. Probably something more, I was expecting something a little bit more similar in tone to you know the Wicker Man, like the uh, and obviously oh, when I'm or just something about... a bit cheaper, like The Devil Rides Out, that kind of right. like, ooh, it's a bit morbid and creepy, isn't it? But um, and yeah, but when it was I probably say the a comedy, Man, wasn't it? Fucking hell! Just to clarify, I mean the original Wicker Man, not the Nicholas Cage, the original one. Nicholas Cage Wicker Man, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the quintessential, the the pri- Wicker Man Prime, the best <laughs> and only Wicker Man. Yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah, the good one. Yeah, and I've seen. You know, obviously, we did uh, fucking almost said altered beast, um, altered state yeah. on the podcast before, and I have also seen um, the devils back when it was re-released on DVD in the UK in like two thousand. That's the one with Oliver Reed fucking nuns yeah. or something, is it? It's yeah, it's based on the, the true story of true like, nuns. Oh, speaking the, of nuns, there were nuns in this too. Yeah, yeah similar. He's got he's got issues as Ken Russell. Yeah, he's got a thing. For he wants nuns. to rape nuns. It seems that way. Um, it's yeah. The Devils is based on the Devils of Ludon, which is like uh, it's a whole. I don't know. I'm not going to go into that. But the Devils is much more is probably of the Ken Russell stuff I've seen is much darker. Um, so I was kind yeah. of surprised by how. Might literally a, a comedy word. this was yeah like how light it was how jokey and yeah you know we, yeah i didn't i didn't realize either. i do wonder how much i don't know i mean i'm sure it was meant to be like that from the outset but like apparently tilda swinton was originally supposed to be uh the the priestess sylvia marsh Ooh. um that different maybe mm. scarier film <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I mean, I will talk about Amanda Donoghue in this, I guess, but she, I, she carries the film. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. She uh, carries the main bulk, and then, um, I've got Carrie Grant. That is not his name. <laughs> <laughs> then Hugh Grant carries a little bit behind her. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'll no. give credit to uh, I'm uh, Hugh Grant here. I'm normally like I don't dislike him. I just don't particularly care it's i tend to still associate him with like rom-coms i don't like um even though um, he's well past that now um yeah, but... he's, a, he's a, in the 2020s he's, a, he's in his uh elderly weird guy in like, right. paddington 2 and guy Ritchie movies <laughs> <laughs> he's like wacky british guy who's a bit eccentric but you love him but that's um, what he does now he's this is this film of the films I've seen him in, this is the most likable I've ever found him. Well, what, um, was, what was a bit weird is so everyone's terrible at acting for the most part in this, and he's <laughs> he's doing a good job. He's genuinely, he's like, yeah, no, he's everyone's he's, doing silly voices and can't act at all, and then he's like, oh, you're taking this seriously and and are emoting and like you're making the lines seem like they're in a film. Not a fucking children's broadcast <laughs> for the radio. Like, every, seriously, he was the only one acting. Even Peter Capaldi was fine, but it was like normal meh yeah, attempts at acting. Yeah. And Hugh Grant is like, oh my God, you 
this is proper. You're trying. What are you doing? I think P- Peter Capaldi wakes up a bit more towards the end of the film. Well, he gets to have more fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I will, I suppose, just right out of the gate. Um, what's the who, what is it? What's the other sister? Because one of them is Mary, but she's not the one. Oh, is it Eve? Eve. Yeah. Sammy Davis as Mary, in particular. Um, well, what even region was she going for? I, I don't. Yorkshire, how Midlands? <laughs> Is she Southern English or something? Because uh, fuck knows what she was doing. I feel with like that she. Accent. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, as soon as she spoke, and she's one of the people who is has the some of the first lines in the film. It was like, where are you supposed to be from? <laughs> it seemed oddly dubbed. Abby, Abby, was that weirdly? Like you reckoned? What would you think was wrong with that? That dub? was a second out. Less than a second. Oh, yeah, at the beginning it was. I noticed that as well. It was really to do with me and... Well, so that wasn't the, the mistake, other weird... then. It was just... Uh, it was... Would you think it was our version, or that it just sucked? <laughs> I like, don't it know. was ours wrong? Ours was on Amazon. It was, it was a proper... Yeah, no, it was legit. The version I watched, the right at the beginning, it was only right at the beginning, Um, I guess they just had a bad filming day for the audio. Yeah, I think day, it was just poor ADR. Was not matched yeah, up, right? Just bad at the beginning there. Yeah. I didn't notice it anywhere else, really, personally. I think I noticed it more because of the way mainly the woman was like, oh, you, you silly, what yeah. are you doing down a hole? <laughs> yeah. not, not only was it dubbed, really, but she was doing that. And you're going, what is happening? Is this you for real? I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, this, I expected a little bit crap around the edges from Ken Russell, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> It yeah, felt like I it was. Know. It felt like she was speaking in like a foreign language, and they dubbed it into English. Like it didn't. Yeah, it almost had like that spaghetti western thing going yeah. on of like Italian actors just being dubbed by. Uh... <laughs> it had it had the feeling that she'd literally only just been given the lines, yes, and she had yeah. no context for them, and Which, just yeah. had to say them. <laughs> from from things I've seen about Ken Russell, he's not like, you know. He's not one of the the monsters of the film industry that we know of these days, but he he does seem like he was probably a bastard to work for, and I'm he sure that a, he was a monster, but he was just like a, he was a small monster. He was he a was pocket a... monster. <laughs> he was just, oh my god, a Ken Russell Pokemon. Um, <laughs> but it's he wouldn't say his name; he'd just say "cunt" over and over again. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, he seemed like a... what does "cunt" evolve into? Minji <laughs> and Russell. Oh, uh, so... oh comes the final form, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, he seems like one of those like old school, like angry British directors who just is abusive to everyone around them, but also calls everyone darling all the time. Hi, I bet him and Michael would get on there. Oh God, what yeah. a combination! He kind of makes me think of like he he would be. I wonder if the the uh, the character in the Exorcist, Burke Burke Dennings, is is a is like a amalgamation of Ken Russell and a, a few other directors. Well, I mean, I don't know about any of this Ken Russell stuff. I don't know about him personally. I had heard of this film before, and I was a bit like, "What you? 
what do you mean it's called the white worm, but it's about snakes? No, 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 no. You can't explain that in the film. Yeah, it's not good enough expert. I just don't fucking advocate snakes are better than worms. You've got to put snake in your title, didn't you? I want to watch a film about a fucking big worm. Worm sounds grosser though. The worm's lair under my boot. Who cares? But I know that obviously, yeah. I mean, words being a different things. Who cares? Uh, I'd heard of it, didn't have any expectations. I thought it looked like a horror film, not a comedy, and was surprised by that. Abby, had you heard of this or seen it before or anything? I'd heard of it before, but I didn't know much or anything. Knowing a little bit about Ken Russell, I wasn't overly enthused by the idea. But in what know... sense? Like what we he seemed I didn't know about this, but he had a reputation for being a shit as a director. He's one of those people who didn't have to worry about the Me Too movement because he wasn't private about it to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, if you come out, if you're already misogynistic, difficult person, yeah, I mean, yeah, we knew and that we folded that into your personality and accept it. Okay, yeah. So, you know, not raring to go, but not averse to it, though, is it? Hmm. But this wasn't, you're not like, you haven't got like a massive snake phobia or whatever of you. This is not... I'm not fond of them, but I wouldn't call it a phobia, no. Okay. Not my well... favourite. Also, this one looks like a really giant version of the uh, the tongue from Alien. I thought you were going to say the what if... The they shaved the dog from Never Ending Story, <laughs> but yeah, also no, sure, that. the tongue from it kind of looks like uh, one of the dinosaurs from uh, Danarogov Show Caves <laughs> <laughs> that's been rigged so that the mouth can flap. But for all the family, not sponsored <laughs> also, by Danarogov Caves, to, uh, to be um, just to uh, in case anyone listening to this says anything. I don't think Ken Russell was ever accused of anything whenever it comes to like the Me Too stuff. He was just a, oh, a he was bit completely of a, open about it. He was just Yeah, he was just a bit of a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like la- shouty loud. I mean, if for this film, if you on the IMDB trivia, there's a there's a thing uh, an interview from ninety nine uh, where Hugh Grant says that um he would like Russell would just get drunk for lunch and then direct him with uh, language like do it how I showed you you fucking cunt <laughs> which is yeah, like yeah, he was just old, a, pe- he was a piece of work for, British director a, yeah just uh, you know built in the cauldron of the 60s and 70s <laughs> yeah and you know the part of the course was being being a fucking liability yeah uh, Anthony had you heard of or seen this before no, I was in pretty much the same position as you. I've never, never heard of it. Uh, watching the trailer, I thought it was going to be a, a probably at, at times a little bit goofy B movie horror kind of thing going on. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, no expectations. Other than it's it's nice to see Peter Capaldi, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's still. I was so. It was really weird for me to see him this young. I mean, everyone like, was born as a baby, you know. Like, I can't imagine adults. that for him, though. I just imagine him as a child looking like he does now, but small. <laughs> I know what you mean. He's, he's, have... got, 
he's just one of those people who came into prominence a little kind of like later yeah. in life. So you're used to him either being middle aged to older, and then seeing him younger is a bit like, oh, okay. It, it makes sense, have... I guess. He does still have the expression of an old person, though. Yeah, it's 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 that thing that some people do have, where like it even when you see them younger, they ha- they have an essence of just being middle aged or more. Mm. Mm. I too am one of those people. I am middle aged <laughs> now, but I have always had the essence of middle aged. <laughs> I've always been middle aged. <laughs> What's weird about this is both Hugh Grant and him have been in Paddington too. They work together quite a bit. They're both sort of villains in it, of different degrees. I'd never seen them together in anything, and they do. I can see why. We've seen this episode. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's. I can see why people like cast them together. They do have like a a chemistry, and like they look odd together in a way that you kind of want in a film. It's an odd duo, isn't it? Because uh, essentially they're the heroes of this movie taking on the, I guess, evil demonic witch woman. <laughs> uh, snake lady, is that a more appropriate term? I don't know. Yeah. But they're, like quite... a, they're, like a, they're like a pseudo-odd couple of lads saving the girls and the village and so on. They're the also, uh, um, in this in particular, like they're very broad, uh, basically stereotypes of their like respective countries. Like... Nerdy, possibly poor Scot- Scottish bloke who plays the bagpipes. Well, yeah, of course he does. He's Scottish. He's, he plays sports. the bagpipes and he has a kilt and a sporran that he hides his antidote in. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the Englishman who is the absolute height of like tough English has a mansion and a butler yeah. who is fucking amazing in the future. Mm. <laughs> I mean, for the record, I think all Scots. Uh, Scotsmen. All Scottish blokes hide a prick in this barn. I think that's how that works. <laughs> that's true. That's there true. Um, yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. Um, let's re- rewind a little bit to the setup of this. So we've had, uh, we did mention there's uh, Eve, you said, right? Uh, or is it Mary? It, Mar- Mary's, the, Mary's the one with the short hair. So it's Mary, right? Yeah. She she is comes out um, with her brilliant acting and <laughs> explains that uh, Peter Capaldi, who is in a hall in an English country garden, and he's dug up a big long alien skull, sort of pseudo crocodile like. Apparently, a cow skull. With, cow. That's that's what they made it out of. They like took a cow skull and then they added a bunch of shit to it. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, but it looks like a yeah, it's, it's not just a head. really horrific cow that they found. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, it's it's a clear, weird-looking skull. It's not even like oh, yeah. it's a bit odd. It's an alien skull or a dragon skull or something. And th- he hocks it out of the ground, still covered in some of the dirt. It isn't one of those like gently, gently get a team of people to excavate it. It's nah, just pick it up, take it with you, sort it out in the house. Uh, bing, bang, boom. I mean, this is the find of the century, right? Like a massive alien, a dragon skull. Well, I think he if thinks it's... it's some kind of dinosaur. Even so, it's a huge all-in-one yeah. piece. That's fucking ace. We've all seen... we, we did a podcast on Ammonite, and it was a big deal finding a fucking fossilised turd. So, <laughs> you know, finding a full fucking 
dinosaur head. That's bad. Shouldn't they be? But it's also, and I did call this, I said to Abby, it's, it's weird that they found the skull. I mean, it's in some sort of structure. Like, time team had paid off because I noticed there was like the building foundation there. I was like, hang on, this is, this can't just be a dinosaur laying in the ground. This is in some sort of temple or something. Because And then it came up, oh, no, it was. It was, it was from an old temple that got um, built over. Yada, yada. Anyway, he's found this fucking thing. It's a skull. It's weird. It's in a room underground. And uh, fuck me if it isn't the skull of a dinosaur worm. Connected to evil and possibly Satan. Is that right? Is well, it? yes. Yeah, What's I guess. What's Satan got to do with big dragon snakes? That's what I want to get at. What, so we, they, the conspiracy is that of a snake woman who serves... The real god, which is it's know, some yeah, it's some old pagan uh, cult that was uh, attempted to be wiped out by the Romans. So they came and destroyed all the temples um, and stuff. Yeah, so, but I guess there's still this little pocket that's, uh, or not pocket. There's just this woman. The... I think I don't. She doesn't have any acolytes, but she sort of creates them as the film goes on. Yeah, but she's and been so... feeding. This the <laughs> giant snake monster, I guess. Yeah, so in, like an, in, a, in an English uh, rural tiny village, there's a rich woman who sometimes lives in a local mansion. And she basically, she has no idea this has been found, apart from till some stupid policeman comes and tells her everything. <laughs> He's investigating a possible suspicious vehicle that uh, two people have reported, and then he gets bit by some mysterious snake that he doesn't see. And then, oh, what the fuck was she wearing? Like she's all in, just all in white with a tricon hat and a like oh, a scarf. Okay. I thought she was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, ghost pirate, if anything. The just Amanda Donahue's whole thing. So she plays. Lady Sylvia Marsh, who is like the rich woman of the area and lives in right, a big yeah. mansion. And dresses up in fun costumes and snake-themed clothes. It's like the height, it's it's proper like 80s couture fashion. Yes, but also, yes. Um, but also designed to like at various points evoke like snakes and, and stuff. Yeah, so it it's just, on point. Yeah, and sh- like... She is the person, I think, in this film who fully understands what Ken Russell well, is trying to do and what the film is. Yeah, she, she's she's the star of this, definitely. Yeah, because um, she's playing this as like full on, like again, like femme fatale, but also by way of a carry on film. But very very eighties as well. She's got such a like couture or whatever. Yeah. It's 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 very like I'm contemporary and rich and maybe even yes. a little bit of a like yuppie capitalist or something. But maybe she's old money. But like she's very much like vogue and cool looking, but also lives in like a lofty, half empty mansion. Um, and, and everywhere mysterious. she goes, the saxophone music follows her. <laughs> yeah, really dodgy saxophone. But then she <laughs> hates music. Part of the thing. Oh, uh, I don't want to deal with this snake charming stuff just yet. But uh, <laughs> she she don't like music anyway. But we will come back to that. But she she only only she only finds out about the discovery of this uh, temple that she knew must have been built over by 
the Romans are or whatever. Because this policeman's like, ooh, I've been told to look for a mysterious vehicle that could be breaking and entering into the mansion. And then she rocks up to him in the woods, possibly has bit him with her secret snake power. I don't think she bit. I think there's just snakes all around there because, like... Yeah, it's it's kept vague. <laughs> but then she can control him, so he must play into it, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, she turns up but invites him in and then asks him loads of questions and he's more than happy to be like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm investigating. This is what who told me. This is what don't, happened. Uh, yeah, he probably sh- shouldn't do that just like generally as a matter of course as, as, a, as a police well. officer. Um, don't, yeah. don't forget, too, that like when she finds him uh, like snooping around her property uh, and then he's been bitten on the leg by a snake, hard cut to a close-up of her sucking his leg. Oh, that was to get the poison. poison out. <laughs> but also sort of denying that it could have been a snake as well. Yeah. So why are you sucking the poison out then? Or whatever. Anthony, also, do you, you... she didn't because he was turned. It was turned into a police officer who comes back later on when it's helpful. <laughs> Until <laughs> then, nothing. Anthony, did you? was this a, this a big win for you, this woman, the performance, this uh, good stuff? Absolutely. Like Jamie said, like, she's, she's she's pretty much the only one who gets what this film is supposed to be. <laughs> but no, I was like, I was reading, uh, I was, I, I did read a review before we did this and like one person singled her out saying that, you know, it's, it's a fantastically kind of like campy, erotic kind of thing. And the thing she has to do, if, if you imagine any other great actor being asked to do the things that she has to do in this film, like say, like, like Daniel Day Lewis, for example. <laughs> like, well, it hey, just he would, it'd be weird because he was a bloke, but yeah, it just it just wouldn't it wouldn't fly. So the fact that she had the gall to give this performance in this film is kind of it's no like yes. it's it's a completely like fearless like I don't give a shit if people think this is cheesy or embarrassing. I'm just doing it kind of performance. Yeah, it comes into a stark contrast as well. She's very over the top and like caricature of a duplicitous villain. And then Hugh Grant's like, hello. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh. Like he reacts I've, I've hooked into something you said there. Say it again. <laughs> what? Uh, yes. I have, oh, I I have an idea. I'm going up into the hills. <laughs> uh, I see the mistake. You <laughs> I see. Um... Ah, oh, no, you wrong end of the stick, but carry on with your <laughs> clearly evil plans. Go on. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, uh, I, I, I for one agree. Yeah, this, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Not, it's not good movie making, but it's like enjoyable. This performance, Abby, are you like everyone, everyone on board. This isn't like fucking hell. What a load of shit. She ruined it by making it corny and dumb. No, no, I think those if uh, those two people are the only uh, performances carrying this film. Cabal's uh, neutral; he's not bad. It's just, that yeah. I think he, he can't. I think he's a bit embarrassed to be in it. <laughs> yeah, I got and that impression as well. Translating. Yeah, it's else... only later yeah. in the film it seems that I don't know if it was filmed earlier and he was tired before then, <laughs> or like. Um, but once it, it is like once he's allowed to put a kilt on, it activates him. Yeah, 
he, he kind of clicks into, oh, yes, this is over the top and silly. You know, whereas maybe early on he was thinking, oh, am I supposed to be a believable ar- archaeologist? Yeah, he's playing it too straight at the start. So anyway, there's this party that helps uh, set the stage for what's to come in that there's a buffet of Halloween-themed food that's all green and wormy and covered in goo. Um, but it's, it's your kind of classic crap British party, only they have an incredible massive white worm prop. It's, yeah, it's and not... a song. <laughs> so, yeah, they have that band that did that terrible Wurzels knockoff song I tried to do. <laughs> they set up the... The thing about it isn't so much the song itself. It's that people kept referring to it as rock music. Yeah, I know. There's a there's a few uh, strange uses of rock of the the phrase rock music to describe other genres in this film. It was weird for me because coming into it, the one comment you'd made before watching it, Jamie, was that it was mental. Uh, yeah, but I thought you said it was metal. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, is it? It's called about snakes and Satan. I guess it could be metal. And I was waiting uh, for it to get really metal, and as I go, uh, and then this oh, song started. <laughs> Oh, he's mental. Yeah, it is mental, though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, this song is not that. It is fun. It's it, what, like it's a party celebrating the myth of the local myth of a big worm that was slain by some bloke called John, a knight or yeah, something. And it turns out, maybe, probably, that uh, Hugh Grant's character is like a descendant of the man who defeated the worm in the first place. <laughs> yes, but. Like all um, ancient traditions in Britain, it's become an excuse for a disco and a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as, as a small talk, and Peter Capaldi eats some sugary laces, and then Hugh Grant goes, they're worms, though, in <laughs> in, in yucky worm <laughs> juice or something. <laughs> he's really enjoying them as well, and then as soon as he finds out what they are, he's like, what is this? Fucking, I'm a celebrity. Don't be <laughs> creepy. You're like, enjoying them. Enjoy them. We all kinds of freaky shit. In real, that's in real that's world. a good point. Like it's it's because uh, what is it that he says it is? It's it's like earthworms pickled in aspic, or something. Yeah, or something. Jelly and worms, I was like, jelly worm, gummy worms. Yeah, I was, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, that's gross. But like that's shit. Like that's fairly common in the UK. It's that, that's yeah. not like a woo. What like we literally eat a f- big fucking slab of blood. <laughs> like it's a normal thing. We have jelly, eel, <laughs> jelly eels is a real dish. I mean, fuck yeah. hell. Suddenly turn your nose up at the... Like, uh, what's weird as well is at the buffet, where there's like an exposition dump and a chat between uh, Hugh Grant the Toff and uh, Peter Capaldi the... Scott. Uh, Scottish man who's found a skull. Um, and But he's... Hugh Grant is just serving anyone who turns up these red worm things. Like the woman in a buffet, just like, I'll just put those on the plate for you and you fuck (laughs) off. And Peter Capaldi laughs. I was like, what what buffet has one guy serving you one dish? (laughs) It looked like the stupidest buffet. Everything was covered. What's the green stuff on everything? What's going on? What is this party? (laughs) I don't know. Rich people are weird. That's true. Uh, but it was like your stupid village fate type thing. And then they have this incredible costumed worm. It's kind of like one of those lion dancers in, in China where it comes out and it's got like an articulated mouth. Yeah, it's it's like it, it, um, uh, it, it's like Chinese New Year type stuff, but crossed with Morris dancing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was really great, actually, that, that combo. And then Hugh Grant does the most au fait 
like little oh I've chopped the worm into <laughs> <laughs> and it splits open the dancers sort of split open <laughs> he did it in the most lackadaisical way it was very funny especially because I guess it foreshadows him you know defeating the the evil snake literally later, cutting a woman in half later in the film <laughs> oh, yeah not even the lead either no just a, a a victim of the of the, the snake the lady mum of one of them oh yeah it's yeah that's right it's uh what uh oh god what's her name the uh, oh yeah their mum yeah, yeah both of their mums which and also in like most of the most of the special effects in this range from like hokey to okay but the the her cut in half was a really uh, like nice kind of gross uh, bit of practical effects. I did enjoy that. Mm. Well, it was the kind of practical effects that you enjoy because you know how it's done. Through oh the yeah, floor. You, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's good. That looks funny. And it works. well, and it's also like it's it's gore because one of the things I did I see this film described as was gory. And I was like, eh, no, not really. Apart from no. that one scene, there's not a lot of like. Someone's Even eye gets someone's eye comes poking out. Someone gets snake eyesed uh, by the the police guy who's become a, a snake man. Oh, oh, he gets okay. his, a sundial goes through the back of his head and yeah. pokes his eyeball out. So that guy, that cool. actor, um, he had a biffy uh, eye in real life. What, what's the deal with his face? I just, just got a, a very comedy bad funny face. Um, I'm making fun of it. There's nothing wrong with having but, a biffy eye. But um, Paul Brook is the actor. He is really good in this because for most of the film, he is playing this kind of like dopey, uh, you know, small town police officer, like uniquely British small town police officer, like very quaint, bumbling cup, and quaint, cup yeah. of tea. Blah, yeah. And then when he becomes a monster at the end of the film, he yeah. goes fucking all in on it and is doing like weird snake dancing. And I was like, it's really, guy. it's really incongruous when a, a, a chunky guy is dancing. <laughs> <laughs> this looks so odd because he's being, I mean, let's talk about it. Peter Capaldi uses, he draws on all of his Scottish powers and coincidentally <laughs> he can play the bagpipes which are close enough to the Indian snake charming pipes oh, that he can ensorcel snake monsters <laughs> and so fucking... defends himself by playing the saxophones at a snake in police the officer. Playing, playing <laughs> the Sorry, yeah. It would have been better if it was the saxophone. Bagpipes, yes. Silly me. Oh god! And at one point he stops playing them because he's knackered. Because <laughs> he's he just be, had though, to keep you? playing them this whole time. The whole sequence at the end of the film of him just walking down this big spiral staircase playing the backpipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god! Tremendous! I I loved it. And he, like you say, good job <laughs> that guy. But it was just it was obscene. It was just unbelievable watching it. Going fucking hell. Uh, but that's what I mean. Like he went, like I did not expect. I, I expected him to like die or become a monster, but I did not expect the actor to actually go full on with all the like snake dancing stuff. Yeah, did that entertain you, Abby? Was it good? Good thumbs up, or this is terrible? It was just one of the many moments where I didn't understand what I was supposed to be feeling. <laughs> supposed to laugh is this supposed to be intimidating is what what is this what is this what is it i think yeah i i i do feel like that's that's just an intentional thing of like i i don't know how i feel looking at am this I, it's am funny I scared? But also, am i aroused yeah. am i finding it amusing 
scared or I, I was tired. To, I don't know. Do I cry, scream, wank, or laugh? <laughs> Have a sandwich. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I think it's because the the setup is corny and a little bit B movie. We go, okay, everything's fucking snake themed. Hugh Grant clarifies that the word fucking worm is a misnomer and that it sometimes means dragon or snake. And you're like, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> and so, Whatever, Trevor. the discovery of this skull is like presumably some kind of uh, it's significant evil dragon skull. And because the the snake woman who has been ready to sacrifice and re-ray... I don't know. She's been feeding the actual dragon snake that lives yeah. under the ground in a cave. But now she's ready to summon it properly because yeah, she has sure. access to a skull yeah. of his ancestor or something. It, I don't think it's ever really clarified what the significance of the skull is because, yeah, the actual worm itself appears to just be alive under the ground. Did you, you have any clarity, Anthony? Did you understand or is it just one of those? Oh, answers? absolutely not. No. <laughs> absolutely no. I thought I thought how it was going to go was, you know, this was the skull of her, yeah. of her long, long dead religion and she was going to use it to bring back right. like, the That's, demon yeah. worm or whatever. But then you, 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 go, you go through it and you're like, but who is she feeding people to? Yeah. yeah sorry, the so, parents. Uh, but the, well, she didn't feed the parents though, did she? She, uh, like, Captured them and yeah, but I guess she she's been feeding them, I guess because that's okay, what so Kevin's she, she, for, isn't it? Yeah, she specifically when when the kid she got in the hot tub <laughs> uh, comes, yeah. she specifically says like she he's for feeding to the to the yeah. I thought it was I for will... her. Like I thought it was like because it's Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker. <laughs> it's Bram Stoker. I oh well. Um, I, I assumed it was like a. Oh, we're confusing it with vampires. I can only really do vampires, so the snake, <laughs> the snake woman needs to feed. Because the thing is, she's a. She looks like a woman. She has fangs that turn up oh, occasionally. Hold on, wait. Okay, I wanted to talk about this anyway because there's the reveal. Um, and uh, you know, you you already you fucking immediately guess what's what her deal is, especially when she finds out about the skull and turns up at their house wearing pointy green. Uh, like snake eye shaped sunglasses. I loved all of her glasses. Fucking amazing! <laughs> they were fantastic. Um, and she walks around the house like tra- checking because nobody's there. Conven- cause... Conveniently, the it's I don't know. They found this is the idea anyway. The a watch belonging to the missing dad who went missing possibly yes. years ago has been found. So they're restarting a search to look for I guess the body of this in father. this cave that's nearby. They fucked um, off leaving the door open, which has the massive skull in the in the yeah. house that has the skull in, and she walks in conveniently at the right time. So no, 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 molest yeah, the he skull. he finds out. She, she finds out from the cop. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, what were you going to say? She Abby? doesn't walk. <laughs> she do? far too far away gets down on her knees and shuffles <laughs> over, so so yes. that she appears small next to. The skull appearing large, you don't really realize. You just think it's really big, and then she stands up, and you're like, "Oh, you came over uh, on your knees." Yeah, <laughs> she's so weird. I I wanted to talk about that because I really liked the um the actual composition of that shot when her fingers are like molesting their way over it because they look like snakes, like it and because of the gloves she's wearing and the color of them, and then like the how 
sort of almost like fisheye lens the shot is her fingers like like crawling over the skull i thought that was a really cool shot um very like again that's more of a sort of typical like ken russell really like big over the top kind of presentation but the other thing i wanted to talk about was the reveal vomited on it yes (laughs) was because i thought like you know, obviously, I figured out immediately that she was some kind of snake lady. It's mm. in the promotional shots. Yes, yes, we're not... Uh, yeah. But, like, so she picks up the skull and she's leaving and she sees Jesus on the cross on the wall. And it, there's, there's no, like, slow reveal of her being a snake lady. She just comes into the shot with her teeth, her big snake teeth. And then, yeah, like, exorcist projectile vomits some kind of weird, I guess, hallucinogen substance that she has Yeah, on the cross out of disrespect. Because then, yeah... Uh, on his crotch as well. Jesus is the little crucified crotch. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll f- we, we soon find out why. Because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, what's her name? Yeah, Eve comes home with Hugh Grant, and she goes yeah, upstairs yeah. and she sees the the stuff on the cross. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need, and touches yeah, this it. is, and then we get the full thing. on Ken Russell dream sequence. Okay, it was it was it did take me right back to altered states as well. It was very oh much yeah in that, mm. in that style. So yeah, the oh no, <laughs> the snake lady has had the easy opportunity to nick the really important skull. And fuck off and leave vomit behind on Jesus's cross on the wall in the house on the in the corridor because you know what where else do you keep your Jesus now to a cross? Um, so she yeah, like he's the the hallucinogen poison bile whatever it is. Yeah, she touches it. She's like sees this like phlegm on the wall, touches it, <laughs> and has this like hallucination. And then it's at that point you go. What the fuck is this film though? Because <laughs> it's wacky and they're like, okay, she's a snake lady. That was a bit funny and weird and okay. And then it's like, hello, we got we a have fucking... Jesus on the cross. It, yeah. Jesus on the cross. Wrapped in a big, uh, really bad, like almost again, yeah, BBC Kids TV kind of uh, snake um, puppet. But surrounded yeah. by women being assaulted by nuns. well nuns specifically and yeah, nuns being assaulted by uh, Roman soldiers like properly no. raped as well yeah really full <laughs> on tits wobbling about and screaming <laughs> I mean uh, Ken Russell are we um, they also in some sort of skyscape with fire I think that I think he just likes that kind of background because he uses Quite it all the time he uses but, Windows um, ninety eight. <laughs> but uh it's and i think it's yeah it's a mixture of like an it's like a nightmare but actually showing what happened so um is, is this... and also also implies that jesus was crucified in derby <laughs> <laughs> i think it's meant to just be more of like a blasphemy <laughs> like fuck you and your religion but yeah maybe um, it's, and then it's, more, also... it's more blasphemy than it is logical isn't it it's like oh this is yeah. fact isn't it but yeah, then uh, but it's it's like a it's like an abstract uh, demonstration of what happened and then what's her name is there Amanda Donahue but in like her true form which is a snake lady with her tits out yes. <laughs> dancing around again just why, why does a reptile need mammary glands again sorry what why does a reptile need mammary glands I mean why no, don't, I think she I think I think the idea is she is a human who became a snake woman when she like 
gave yeah, she herself... mentioned that she was bitten when she was quite young, so she yes. she was like originally vampires. human. Because she is so, immortal, yeah. And is... yes, like fucking Vamp, but you're right, Bram Stoker doesn't know how to do anything else. What's... This is, uh, is, this is a p- pagan snake god, is it? I think so, but, yeah. But it's Catholic because in the Garden of Eden, Satan. Well, no, I, a, I, 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 yeah, I think that's part of it because that is how a lot of like Christian, like Christianity framed pagan religions as like religions of like the devil and all that kind so of stuff. She, it's like it's, it, the way it does it is it schmozzes paganism and Christianity get together as a kind of flicking the V's at religion. <laughs> like we're, we're naughty. This is naughty. You don't like this. You're scared. Do you believe in God? <laughs> um, you believe in Jesus, and we've been really rude and gross about it. And I don't really. So nuns are Catholic, and the but and it's very very Christiany, but it's also connected to paganism. Well, no, it the they, um, I think it's 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 implying that she, like she has all of this like spite for right. the invaders and for Christianity because Romans, they destroyed though, her the religion. Romans were, the Romans came and just. Destroyed nuns. everything. What, what? Well, I don't. One of them was her boyfriend. Yes, the ah, oh, that's right. The the because I think he, uh, basically betrayed the Romans because he fell for the whole like, uh, he fell into the whole what the the. I don't know, what's what's the, the name of hole. the? What, yeah, the oh, excellent. Thank you. The, um, <laughs> what's the name of the god, Diamon? Some of the guests. Demon, Demonello. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think he fell. Oh, he he right. became yeah. one of them. Um, it's one of the. It's one of these annoying myths where we can't really fucking pin it down in any way to a genuine belief system because it's just sort of, well, a snake worm is kind of creepy, isn't it? And what if it was evil? It's like, yeah, but what? Okay, so what? The snake that you're feeding does that want to take over the world? Defeat God. What I don't think so. Because it, it was based on the Lambden worm, which is a real like folk mythology. Like, oh, there was a thing. like a dragon. Oh, yeah, you know. Um, but I think but what, it's more so than... what, what? Let me just. There's the snake woman who wants to resurrect the snake that she sort of has been feeding, and bring her lover come. I don't know the big scary monster to Earth and life again, or resurrect it, or something. What, what for? What was their ultimate goal? Like, oh, this. I don't know if there was one necessarily. So why can't? Well, maybe we can. Maybe she just wants to feed it and and make it powerful. There's no. I think the thing was that that the worm particularly needed a virgin, and they're harder to come by these days. Was it fucking Jimmy Savile the worm? What's the problem? Was just (laughs) so picky about when I saw virgins taste nicer. Why? <laughs> Tenderized less. <laughs> well, I, I just don't like. Okay, like I like the classic. Bring Satan back because he's got a he's got a beef with God and he wants to rule over. A, you know, Satan's got a plan to well, be you, the you, Lord, Lord you, God, and be the I, antithesis of Jesus. Whereas the big worm is just a big worm. Snake, yeah, but that's your. Um, I think you're like ascribing too much of that, like modern. Christian, like modern versus the pagan stuff, Christianity to what the worm is, because that like a pagan god isn't anything to do with like God versus the devil, right? Like it the, is, a, it the, is a Ken god Russell of the seems land. To think, Ken, Ken Russell seems to think 
Catholicism plays a part in this somewhere. He yeah, it came it and in. destroyed all of it. Is is his? But point. also the Romans. But okay, but I'm just saying. Uh, maybe as a Welshman, I'm like, look. Sometimes a dragon can live in the countryside, and it's fine. <laughs> you just you put it on your flag, and you send send it a few virgins and sheep every now and again. <laughs> Can't we live in harmony with a giant white snake? I kind of feel like that's what she is. That like the reason she's doing a lot of this stuff is anger and bitterness over what happened because the Romans just came and pissed all over all of it and blew it and wiped it off the earth. But importantly, also that is imbued with horniness as well. Yes, of course it is. It's a pagan religion. It's all about getting your tits and cocks and balls out. Yeah. There's a nice moment in the film where there's a few transitions with the cars going past the same like junction. So Hugh Grant uh makes drives to uh this house and it's after the after the snake woman has left, her car leaves, Hugh Grant's car comes, and then when another car leaves, uh there's a, a boy scout. A really like, an older Boy Scout teenager man. I whatever. don't know. Yeah, I don't know how old he's supposed to be because he's supposed to be like sixteen and twenty. <laughs> but also, he's a Boy Scout on his own, and he has like a leader's hat thing on. What's he doing? He's like he's looking. He's looking to get into town, like to a youth hostel. But it's like, who's this lone scout? But it's it's and it's almost like they're setting up a porno because it's like. Hey, <laughs> She quietly pulls up in a sports. I mean, I car. think, yeah, I do think that's that's very intentional because of what does end up happening. Yeah, and so she's playing. She she milfs it up, but it's like, come, you're wet, come dry yourself. Don't go to the hostel. I'll give you a lift, but I'll also take you to my house, and you can bath and dry, and I'll be in my negligee. I again, <laughs> another on the another fantastic, in uh, like. Cut from a fairly like pedestrian scene to something just fucking absurd because it goes from them in the car. This is another point where it's like um, has a weird definition of type of types of music because she's listening to some kind of like weird like synthy jazz stuff. Mm. And he's like, "What do you?" She's like to him, "What do you think of the music?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm not really into head banging." Head banging. <laughs> yeah. She says. What are you into any kind of banging? Which again, oh phenomenal. my god, unbelievable scene! And then hard cut to a fucking snakes and ladders board. <laughs> I loved how on board, like the whole time they're really hitting the snake imagery, and I appreciate that. And he's in a, is he in a dressing gown? Yeah, he's in a dressing gown because he was in, he was, he, he'd been rained on and was in wet yeah. clothes, so he's in a dressing gown. Um, I think he then, knows what's up by this stage as well. He's like, yeah. A bit, He's he's a bit timid, but also this is brilliant. he's kind of annoyed. And I was like, if I was like back when I was like I don't know, eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, and You'd love this to was a happening snake woman. to me, I wouldn't be sitting there being like, "Hey, come on, I need to get to the hostel." I I'd can't just be like, yeah. <laughs> I can't play snakes and ladders with you again, lady, by the fire. <laughs> but yeah, it also the, the snakes the and ladders opens up. The, the snakes and ladders board is epic because all the snakes are massive and fat and hard looking. <laughs> And all the ladders are just whatever. Ladders are shit. <laughs> whenever the the shop pulls out, and yeah, she's just in lingerie, like barely any as well. Like she, she just don't forget, don't forget the minge high leather oh. shoes she's wearing as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I could see any like just being asked to wear this stuff and then be like, right, and now what you're going to do is he's going to pretend to play the harmonica. <laughs> And you're gonna do a weird 
sexy slinky dance, but also it yeah. kind of looked like you don't want to. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> and then to top it off, she's like, all right, pop in the bath, which is a massive jacuzzi in like a fucking stone jacuzzi in the middle of a room somewhere. Oh, God. And then <laughs> all, all of that to fucking bite him. And, and then like, <laughs> as soon as she bites him, she's like, oh, you smell of beer, you prick. Yeah. Like, bite him right fucking... on the penis. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're right. It's a sub uh, below the water. Pe- I'm about to blow you. Actually, well, no, she, yeah, she goes, okay. she goes all the way down, and then we see the teeth, and then yeah, bites him on the dick, paralyzes him. But then someone, someone rings the doorbell, so she has to shove him under the water, so he just drowns. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh Grant comes and he does his best. Uh, tough military detective, like he's in RAF uniform or something. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he turns why? up and yeah, she keeps guessing why he's there. And he's, he's like, uh, no, 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 you keep, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, and then they have a, he basically susses something's up because he's like, just having two glasses of booze by the fire on with some pillows out. Are you on your own? Playing yeah. snakes and ladders by yourself. By yourself, yeah. Oh, and then she says, oh, I'm so afraid of snakes. And you love playing snakes and ladders. And I'm yeah, it's really. She it comes the up with weirdest weird... conversation ever. It's like you <laughs> know, it was almost like a parody of like of like those conversations where the hero and the villain are kind of like trying to suss each other out. Kind yeah, of thing. but it was so absurd because it was all centered around snakes and ladders. <laughs> How guilty are you as well? If you're like. Listen, uh, I don't like snakes. If you think I like snakes, didn't mention snakes. Yeah, well, I'm scared of them. I hate them. I have traumatic backstory with snakes. Actually, if anything, I'm the last person who'd be a snake woman. Yeah. Did hello? I'm just saying hello as a neighbour. <laughs> but okay, all of that. Park that for me. My Abby, I'm uh, not a Abby, snake priestess you... T-shirt is raising a lot of questions about whether I'm a snake priestess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Abby, did you? How did you react to these two finally meeting? I'd I'd forgotten how good uh, Hugh Grant hmm can be. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and he does a couple in this scene, and they 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 were everything I hoped they would be. Yeah, he's kind of, like, a really good. It's a textbook uh, depiction of how you. You meet someone who's insane, but you can't let on that you know they're insane because you want to leave a life. That's yeah, exactly I, what you're su- saying. I understand you entirely, and I've suppressed anything I might say because I'm polite. And <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> okay, crazy woman. <clears throat> but yeah, he's he. What's what's the other than she? Does she burn the snakes and ladders board? Just, look, I'm yeah, definitely afraid of them. Throws it in the fire. It's almost yeah. like he's like <clears throat> you're afraid of snakes, but you're playing snakes and ladders. Oh God, you're right. He's chuck it in the fire. No, I'm not. <laughs> and he's like, I don't, I don't think I'll have this drink <laughs> anymore. Um, yeah, and he doesn't. He's, like, it's what does it lead to? Because. It's an introduction to each other, but he doesn't find that we never see the Boy Scout who's been drowned or whatever. He's just like he was numbed, and then she is gonna either feed, uh, either feed on him or feed him to the oh. feed to the big snake or whatever. What it leads to is a fucking amazing dream sequence when Hugh Grant goes <laughs> home and goes to bed. Oh yeah, and he, he just he doesn't touch any slime, but. No, it's just a dream. About but him. again, he's like, 
I think he's supposed to be a descendant of the person who killed or defeated, I guess. If it, or I guess yeah. he would have killed the one that they found the skull of. Anyway, whatever. This is and, this is one of my favorite dream sequences. It's and I hate incredible. Dream sequences. <laughs> and it was it was the way they acted it as well. It was just like a dream. Nothing was consistently staying in place. And it was yeah. really like it felt a bit Freudian. Like what was he it? Sees, like, essentially it was a plane based dream. He sees it? himself in the painting. Because he in has a house. painting of the cave, which, first of all, it's oh, presumably house, yeah, presumably that's been there his whole life, but it's like he's <laughs> just noticing it now. <laughs> the epic, <laughs> obvious cave shape that is, <laughs> that is also the cave nearby, yeah, and the one um, they occasionally have been to. <laughs> but um, yeah, they he he sees himself in the painting. He goes into the cave, and then he's he's going into the cave in his dream, and he's getting on a plane. And on the plane, the the air hostesses are, are the the two sisters and uh, Sylvia Marsh. Yeah, and like, oh, I and fucking... you have their parents tied up to the. Yes, that's right. And he and yeah, she's yeah. like, uh, isn't she like feeding? She's like feeding them drinks. Regular, so really regular eighties looking drinks as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's almost got like um. You know the kind of humor that would be in uh, like a Kubrick film, something like A Clockwork Orange, like the more jokey stranger scenes in that film kind of mm. reminded me of that. It almost has that kind of vibe to it. It is almost like how Virgin do their fucking uh, like fly with Virgin Atlantic adverts now. They're just really <laughs> corny and weird. <laughs> anyway. But like, oh, that's it. Oh, fuck. Um, the... <laughs> so he dreams that She's she's got them on the plane and she's drugging them, and then he is suddenly tied to the chair, and she's trying to give him a drink, yeah. and he's refusing, and then one of the sisters, like, pulls pulls her off or fights her off, and they start having a fight on the floor of the plane, and he's holding a pen. Oh, oh. I hated that joke. <laughs> I forgot about that. Pen. It was so unnecessary. <laughs> Like a little erection getting hard, he, hold, he the pen he's holding tilts upwards. Fucking hell. I think it's because they did it with a pen. If you're gonna do that, yeah. Joe, come it. We were, all, we were all thinking, well, it's a bit it's a bit saucy, isn't it? You know? You don't you don't need to say it. We're all thinking You may well. as well put a slide whistle sound. Yeah, did they in not that moment. some of the music is so bad it may as well all oh, the snakes don't like slide whistles. And I don't the, even. The dad, the dad who was tied up, departs into the darkness of the back of the plane. Yeah, Hugh Grant departs to like the light of the plane, and then he's woken up or something. Is it? Yeah, he's woken up to... by his incredible I butler. I was say, don't forget the disembodied, suspended legs, just kind of like coming out of the walls. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. So this was uh, fun stuff for you, Anthony. You're loving this, yeah. It. It was it was brilliant, <laughs> but it was it was brilliant in a way that you I, I just wasn't expecting. I, I thought, oh, it's going to be a dream sequence. It's going to be absolutely crazy, and it was just kind of normal crazy, which made it crazier. Yes, it wasn't like the um, it wasn't like the the hallucination we'd seen earlier. Yeah, it was completely different. It was almost art house and <laughs> almost like a music video, but. It was just, yeah, it was just played a little too real. It wasn't like, whoa, this is fucked up and mad. It was like an actual dream where things aren't quite consistent and 
it was just a bit uncanny and fucked. I loved it. It was so. <laughs> it, it didn't serve any purpose other than to be creepy and to I think maybe it, it kind of suggest does... something insulting. Yeah, I think it's. On. I think it's. Um ultimately it's Hugh Grant like kind of subconsciously figuring out stuff because yeah. he does seem to it's... after this he's aware he or he has an idea of what's going on because then they go to the cave with some sandwiches and investigate <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, go, they go they all agree we should investigate the caves because the watch was found there and Hugh Grant's got yeah. an idea and then as soon as they get there one of them's like I can't be fucked for this <laughs> I'm not like oh, we're gonna look at the like they're like looking at the map, going we should look here and we should make a you know we, we, I've got I've got ideas and then literally it's oh actually no let's not bother let's oh. like you've hiked out what looks like miles yeah <laughs> epic view uh oh, I think Abby you pointed out you you were like a bit fucked off with the inconsistency of distance or something was it Abby well yes I know what you mean yeah I, yeah. It was such a high elevation that she can't just stroll off home and act like she's <laughs> yeah. going to be there in the next five minutes. Well, I think Peter Capaldi did say, well, pop a tea cosy on it. <laughs> yeah. keep, the, keep the tea warm for the five minutes. We're going to explore the caves for hours and then walk back for hours. <laughs> but yeah, you walk home alone. But yeah, well, it, it did look weird, didn't it, Abby? What did you think of uh, the cave plan, Abby? Did you, uh, were, you, were you invested in this uh, adventure? The tone of the sisters was weird because I mean, some of the time they're really like, oh, Paris are missing, we should look for them. And then when they go back to the caves again, there's just this of like, oh, the caves again. Ugh, yeah. We did this. What did they actually achieve by going to the caves other than well, finding some... Ultimately nothing. Yeah, yeah, basically nothing. But I think <laughs> it is, It Hugh Grant figures out that the cave is connected to the to Sylvia Marsh's house so the house is where the head of the the snake is and the cave is basically the arse end because that's how the watch ended up there because they pooped out the dad shitted out into the into the cave slight tangent here but is there is there like a Marvel or a DC character who's got like superhuman intellect all of them whenever the story needs it (laughs) Because I'm going to say, Hugh Grant in this figures so much out. Well, he's rich, it's which ridiculous. is a superpower. So <laughs> he does he does everything off camera as well. Like, yeah, for the most part, they're like, well, Hugh Grant's busy with P- Pete Capaldi's having a fucking bagpipe showdown. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hugh Grant having solved everything by finding out that the watch that had a weird ooh the, the there was a snake on the watch. Oh yeah, it. that's creepy. But he figures out just from his I guess his dream and a bit of guesswork. If I do some, I can poison the evil worm that or snake monster that's real and is connected between the house and here. If I take a bunch of people who aren't in the story up there <laughs> in anoraks and helmets, we can do something <laughs> off camera. He does. He takes time team up there. He takes time team here, yeah. <laughs> and they poison the snake while Peter Capaldi's actually finding anti venoms and fighting with swords and shit. And God, does he fight with Sarkaro? He definitely doesn't. No, no, no. Hugh fight. Grant fights with the sword because he, he has, because yeah, yeah, Cotty's yeah. rich, so he has a broadsword yeah. in his house that he gets a woman in her. Fucking full on Dark Souls, double hand in broadsword. Well, it's the one you used to you ceremony, you cut up and the dancing worm for yeah. the party with it, so you've got to have that in the house. And so the dad did out. get fed to the snake. Yes, but the mum. That's why he leaves. 
that's why he leaves the plane. Fucking hell. Yeah, right. Right, right. if that's symbolism. Oof. Um Hugh right, also that... comes up with the plan to like to charm the woman using speakers yeah. on the roof as well. What the fuck are we talking about? Big well, before... logic there. It's like before... oh she's, she's snake, so we'll we'll do some snake charming. Yes, that'll work. Ah, yeah. the records from my father, and then the, the, the butler remembering the the fucking horny belly dancer woman. Yeah, because when he wakes up from his dream, his but his butler's there. I don't know what the but butler's, uh, you know, doing his own thing. I thought he was going to be is. a villain in it because he was being so sus. No, he's just mm. weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, but it, Hugh Grant just figures everything out and does it all off camera for the most he's part. He's kind of he's basically like a British Bruce Wayne in this. Yeah. While he's working stuff out as well, Capaldi is secretly consi- considering yeah. his dig. You never see him dig again, but he's making great strides on also, that. He cleaned up the so skull. Anti, yeah. He does the same thing with anti-venom later on. It's like, how the fuck did you yeah. figure that out? What and you got you got the anti-venom from the I don't know from the hospital of the science lab really <laughs> quick. I guess he had time to find all of a mosaic Roman mosaic with the. The crucifix and a snake on as well in the meantime. Some time has gotta... passed in this. So, yes, she uh, presumably uh, Eve, I keep forgetting her name, the other sister, the one with the longer hair, um, abseils down the side of the mountain they've climbed to get up into this cave yes. um, and wanders for hours through the woods alone, um, but then comes upon Sylvia Marsh in Uh-oh. a tree. <laughs> like a snake, like in the Jungle Book or something. I saw. Trust I, I like you me. went to the Jungle Book and not the Bible. Trust in me. <laughs> she oh, says, "I saw a cat appear, and I." What is it? She said she went up to get the cat down and then got stuck herself. And I need one. I need yeah. you to hold my hand for one sec so I can get out. Um. Just say hello. She's always, she's always very quick to come up with an excuse. She's like, it's fine. You could be in a tree. I don't care. She knows who you are. Like, you exist in the world. She knows who you are. You can just say, oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm now I'm now mind-washing you. So it doesn't matter what you think, because you know the truth, which is I'm ensorcelling you. But yeah, she puts her under her spell and takes her back to the house and then uh, uh, tests whether she's a virgin with the big... Uh, oh, what the fuck was this? This is again, this is where Russell get, loses me because I'm like, sorry, why do we need big spiky dildos in this movie? Well, I mean, I believe that was you know used in some unpleasant ways on uh, likely the nuns and maybe other women in the past as part of their ceremonies. Um, as we what fucking hell, as we see later on, there's nun ceremonies where they shove massive spike dildos at them. I would. I think it was a torture device. Just torturing their hymens into pain. What the fuck? So yeah, I mean, okay. She she wants this woman as a virgin because I guess she's young enough or something. And the worm snake loves virgins because yum yum. And so yeah, she just fucks around with her, but also she's completely under her mind control. Is that the idea? I think mostly. Yeah, and she makes her phone and say, "I'm going to London." I love I love the she tells her she kinda of like mm, what should we say? <laughs> I was like, maybe yeah. you should have written the fucking script so you've thought of a better excuse. <laughs> How long you were in that tree long enough to think of a better excuse oh, if I'm gonna kidnap her. Maybe I can think of something plausible. Tell them you've gone to London because you've got all tired. You can't take the strain. 
Yeah. So who who goes to strain? Who goes to London to have a stress-free couple of days? Yeah, right. That was the first fucking thing I thought. I've never been to London and had it not be incredibly stressful the entire time. Also, if they're going from the north, wouldn't it take like five hours or something ridiculous? Well, the the um the the, they obviously know it's sus anyway, but it. They they could just recall in the cave where all both women were blasé as fuck about the whole thing. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm just gonna make tea. What you went home bored and made tea, and you suddenly are too stressed by the. the <laughs> now you've Paris. gone to London. What? Yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird. I've gone to London to see the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it? Because a few people talked to her on the phone. Is Peter Capaldi and. Uh, Eve or Mary or yeah, Mary and and yeah, they're all of their responses to her are basically what the fuck you on about <laughs> what? And then she she comes out from the ensorcelment briefly enough to scream and say something. Yes, yeah. And they still act quite casual, like that was weird. She said she was in a station. <laughs> she but screamed. She screamed. I guess I'll. She must phone be stressed. The, I'll phone the local. It's a small village. We'll phone the local station master, and he can have a look. The fact oh, yeah. like, <laughs> oh, oh, that was such. Here. That was such small town British shit. That was. It really. I like the like. Uh, no, no, the other platform, the one for London. Yeah. 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 Wait. yeah there's, a, there's a there's a strange amount of like on the phone based humour in, in the film. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Of all the things you can cut down, like, we get it. You've sussed yeah. that she's kidnapped. There's How do definitely... they figure out she's in the mansion with this woman? Is it just because she's suspicious? What what tips them off that that's where she is? There's some fucking clue. I think Hugh Grant magically figures it out. Yeah, I, I feel like there was something. But like the sister's all freaked out and has gone away and is upset. And who, who, how do we get to the confrontation then? Because there's a lot of. So. They, what? They don't do anything at the They just come back from the caves and it's like, there we are. Oh no, <laughs> the sister's missing. I don't, I, I don't remember what, where, how we get from there to Hugh Grant. Going through his father's records to find snake charming music. No, he connects some dots through the conversation. He was like, Yes, uh, snakes, yes, she was there. Snakes, she has snakes and ladders, didn't she? (laughs) Oh, yes, I remember now what she said when she came around after she fell on the floor and tripped over her leg. (laughs) It is like. It is. I, I said he's like Bruce Wayne earlier, but it is like the Adam West Batman, where he would like stand there and just like connect the plot together for the audience through just like random word association. There's also a scene at the very end where Hugh Grant, in case you were confused by some of the stuff that went off that happened to conclude the movie, he explains it all to Peter Cabaldi in the yeah. car, just like. <laughs> So what I did was I did all this. It was <laughs> Here's like, everything yeah. that happened. This is what I um, did and why. Shut up, no questions. <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, he's. Oh, figured... you're a snake now. How it... awful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, for whatever reason, he's like, what we need to do is charm her out of the house so we can get in there and get uh... rescue someone or the other sister. Yeah. So I guess he's up... her wiggling her way through that empty room to her front door is one of oh, the best things I've seen okay. all year. We're gonna we need to talk about the fucking basket. So, <laughs> so he's yeah he I I guess has these gigantic fucking speakers on his house. 
but yeah. uh, well, I don't know. But what they the were inside for. the house. He moved them outside. That's this okay. like his sound system. I thought they were just on the roof. <laughs> he starts blasting, like, is it? I I feel like it's synthesized, but maybe it's not. It kind of sounds like it. But anyway, he starts rock blasting. music, Jamie. Don't yeah. you know? <laughs> um. So he's blasting this music. I I don't know if the rest of the town is okay with this. But um, miles away, there's one police. Yeah, we're gonna they're gonna call one of the two cops, and one of them will come because he's having dinner, and the other one's already a snake man. I'm just having my dinner. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he's blasting this music, and we get so. Here's what I thought was gonna happen. So we have a shot of the fireplace in Sylvia Marsh's house, and there's a big uh, like wicker basket. Obviously, the typical association with, like, you know, the cobra coming out and the guys playing the thing, whatever it's called. Um, And I thought what was going to happen is, you know, it opens on that shot. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's funny because, you know, snake charmer stuff. And I was expecting her to, like, walk in from the side looking, like, hypnotized. And that the the (laughs) basket was there as, like, a little, like, winking joke at the audience. A massive human size basket. And then she fucking emerges. She comes out of the basket like a snake. And she even does the little, like, head bobbing from side to side. And then, yes, we cut to her... uh, We cut to her, like... What did you call it? The... Like, the foyer of her house. Yeah, yeah, the anteroom. And she... Like, Scott Weiland dances her way through the front of the house and out of the door. So if you're... Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, if you're you're an evil snake, or a sort of evil snake woman, worships a deity snake, giant worm thing in the ground, um, you hear some pipe music and you have to get in the big basket you keep in your house, do you? Is that what the no, music is? That? Yeah, what? that's what I thought. Like, again, Bram Stoker say, only knows he... vampires. She sleeps there. Yeah, like she sleeps in the basket. <laughs> I mean, what the, the fuck basket. else is she doing in there? I don't know. She kidnaps <laughs> young boys <laughs> and feeds a, a worm snake dragon. Despite okay, all of the romantic, she's never actually seen in a bed per se. So yeah, there's no reason to suggest that she has a bedroom. And yeah, like you said, Bram Stoker only knows how to do vampires. So. A vampire sleeps in a coffin. A snake lady, basically vampire, sleeps in a big wicker basket. She's like an eighty. <laughs> she's like a eighties yuppie. She's a, buying couture dresses with snake themes from high end fashion stores. She must have incredible like outings, going shopping in malls and stuff. By like having, she should have had a, a, like one of those eighties trying on different outfits scenes. Do you know what the the really weird part of this is as well? Is that which this no, isn't all of this weird? Part yeah, I mean, yeah. But this happens, and yeah. Hugh Grant and and Mary's characters get into the house because she's like wandered Ooh. off now because she's hypnotized. But this isn't like the climax of the film. There's then a next day with stuff does happening. Eve, Eve gets bitten, does she, at some stage by her mother? Oh, they disc- they come hmm. to the house, and the mother is in a watching room. belly dancers on the TV. Yeah. Obviously. Because, you know, when you hear belly dancing music, you obviously find the nearest channel with it on, coincidentally. But they, she atta- the mother attacks her, bites her. Yeah. Gets claved in twain. No, no, no. The mother, oh. the mother gets away. She, I think she fucking jumps out the window or something. Oh, so Hugh Grant's um, house, isn't it? Where he yeah, because they leave. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, there's they a lot leave. of this film left. I think we're at the end. <laughs> we're not. No, that's yeah. what I mean. They go home. 
And then, like, uh, the cop turns up to, like, uh, say, right, we need to go and oh, to, see... to tell her... Yeah, she picks we up... We need to go and see Sylvia Marsh, because uh, something weird happens last night or something. Um, we have to go... She's becoming for questioning. We have to go and pick yes, her up while you're it. in the car, a yeah. potential witness. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, obviously she he's... was she was very sus as well. Like, yeah, I'm just taking you not to the police station. Where we yeah. going? Oh, just just pick up two birds, one stone. I think is it. We pick someone else up who's also possibly a suspect in the murder or whatever. But yeah, he's what? obviously <laughs> taking her to, to the his, house. His, yeah, his master, new master, whatever, yeah, mistress. And this is this is where. Fucking hell. This so is... at what point? Sorry, what point did Peter Capaldi get those uh, anti-venom sorted out? I don't know. He just turns up with bagpipes in a kilt in this scene. Um, He's talked to a friend, and then the friend also says, "I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> we we have we haven't sent you the antidote. We've sent you some arthritis medicine." Oh, yeah, they found the woman dun, from Notting Hill, Hugh Grant's friend from Notting Hill. This has caused the problem. Yeah, also, so the the, the anti venom has been synthesized and sent to Peter Capaldi, and he's got it to inject it himself and others because he's a bit sus that there's snake shit going on. Um, and he's got his bagpipes and all that shit. But like it, when he eventually, uh, she she outsmarts him. There's the snake woman by having earplugs in. Oh God! Oh, oh also, God. Wait, he acquired a was it a stoat or something? <laughs> Oh, oh, it's a mongoose. A mongoose. It's a mongoose. The mongoose. Where was he keeping that? <laughs> Where was he keeping that? You keep your mongoose in your sparring, yeah. So he's acquired <laughs> yeah, the antidote. Yeah, you're right. I, God, a, I sax, he, so no, a saxophone. He's got a bagpipes, a mongoose, the anti-venom, <laughs> and he still gets fucking done over because she has, behind a curtain yeah, like a great yeah. Oz, she, beat, she beats up the mongoose and throws his corpse out. <laughs> And the real mongoose in the film. And then <laughs> fucking pulls the earplugs out after attacking Capaldi and biting him. But he 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 sat down briefly between spates of playing the bagpipes, injected himself so he's safe. But it turns out that's arthritis medicine. So when he comes around later on and saves the day, he shouldn't have. She should well, have I think it I I, I assume him. it stopped him seizing up. Well, arthritis medicine. Yeah, that's the Overall. only thing I can think of. Uh, well, you'd be, you'd be glad of it. Either that or it was just the placebo effect. Yeah, because it, it did her, take a while. Her venom he's, is he's literally like... dragged, he's dragged away in his guilt. I know. <laughs> up a mountain as well. They go up a fucking mountain. At some point, no, no, no. They all this isn't, this no, cave, no. This, yeah. no, they're not in the yeah. cave. Later the... on. The They're in a the connecting, other. like it's connected oh, yeah, to yeah, the kids. Yes, I should have underground Grant, yeah. catacombs. The bit, the bit where the the snake's head and all the sacrifices yeah, stuff yeah, is just yeah. under the house. Yeah, makes sense. It, makes it all, sense. yes, it all perfectly makes sense. Um, this is also where we the scene with the the mother turning up at Hugh Grant's house happens because right. the butler gets killed by her. Yeah, um, R.I.P. Peters, um, and then. Uh, that's where uh, Hugh Grant claymores the mother in half. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, responds to the situation all very calmly and affably. Hi, uh, hikers of hikers of um, 
Durham. <laughs> the Staffordshire Hikers yeah. Club. Please, can you gather around and bring your um, snake uh, poison? Yes, also, don't worry about this still living woman somehow who's in half on my floor. Yeah, she one of the, is one just of the, posing for a hair metal video. <laughs> that's, that's fine, don't worry that's about that. Separate. He does, he, he explains to Peter Capaldi later that I thought it was easier to run away from all the clear crimes and <laughs> to do something else. I thought, <laughs> not, let's not, I, I was going to go to the police, but then I thought, nah, that would solve the problem. Yeah. <laughs> let's not do that. That would, I, at any point, we should have help, asked for help from anyone other than the four of us. Um, um, yeah, I don't, I still, I don't know how, okay, so the, the the snake lady is successful because she gets, she's got all of her victims ready to be sacrificed to the snake hall. Yeah, so this, yeah, uh, Amanda Donahue here is in full snake priestess. Get up. And is this uh, when she's like all blue skinned? She's gone from yeah. just wearing snake clothes to. Yeah, and I I assume it's because the ceremony's happening, so her like snake powers are activated or whatever. The sexy snake body. What did you make yeah. of this look, Anthony? You uh, you had to put up a lot of talking. Any thoughts on the sacrificial snaky business at all? I mean, it's on par for the course at this point. I, I will say that like just before the um. Just before the bagpipe scene, I, I, was, I was starting to drift off. And then that happened, and I was <laughs> wide awake again. <laughs> and, and I was wide awake for the rest of the movie. I um, initially so. thought, when I heard the bagpipes music, that it was, like, non-diegetic. Like, uh, you know, it was just... They were just make again. They were just making a silly joke at Peter Capaldi coming to save the day, and then he's <laughs> literally just playing bagpipes. Yeah. <laughs> So you you come you became alert as it went into full over the top camp mode and silly. Oh, absolutely. You, uh, then, you like then, go on, and then you have um, Eve just kind of like um, um, hung up. You know, Mark Spencer's like, underwear, <laughs> cheap underwear, um, and then um, the the implication that she's going to be uh, raped, I suppose, yeah. by that. The, I, is, she, is she wearing it? I forget. Yes, she has She's a strap on of the big <laughs> pointy uh, tool. What's uh, what I like as well is she's doing a kind of some sort of vague uh, ritual, and at some yeah. point she's like, "Oh fuck it, let's just fuck the ritual, yeah. bit. let's just crack on." Yeah, I suppose I'll throw the... her into the pit or something. Yeah, I suppose the idea is she uses that thing to defile the virgin and then th- throw them right. in. Doesn't that um, unvirgin them? They're less tasty then. So there's a big snake white monster puppet in the in the cave in yeah. the, the ground. You you've tied a virgin up, dangled it, I guess, to get the scent, and then the idea is you cut her loose after having dangled her. Up. Why are we tying her up, cutting her loose? Well, I think the ceremony is, you know, you're supposed to build, there's supposed to be build-up and ceremony and circumstance. Yeah, exactly. Build-up to the main course. You've got to get the snake excited. That's right. And Peter Capaldi's been poisoned, but he's just spared the minute. Yeah, but then he... He brought brought his corpse up, though. If he'd have left us... He's got to see. He's going to intervene, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, she's. I think she's done it so he can watch. 
because she's like, yeah, audience. <laughs> so she's, she's, you're thinking, oh, this is like a big pervy. I love this. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm thinking, there's no practicality to this at all. <laughs> um. But then, oh, wait, yeah, so this, uh, this isn't. Oh, sorry, I, I, I was thinking they all been dragged up a mountain, but it's just into the basement, it's under uh, the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because they connect. Yes, we've covered this. So, yeah, and then Peter Capaldi gets a surge of energy, comes back around. Yeah, he hulks up. Yes, he basically intervenes, saves the day, grabs people, dangles the snake woman, uh, and then she eventually gets fed to her master. Yeah, the she's oh, monster. she's hanging off Eve, and he fucking hacks her hand off. I, like I was kind of she's, surprised at that. She's holding on so strongly that he has to, like, 127 hours her arm off. <laughs> like, this is, why, at what point would you go, oh, it's cutting through the bone now, I might let go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, why didn't he just, like, stab her in the fucking face or something? Oh, Dionin was the name of the god. Oh, that's important. Yeah, so he, yes. had his lo- he had his lovely snake dinner. He's not fussy when it comes to virgins, slappers. Yeah, of cares? course not, he doesn't give a shit. Nom nom nom. How does he get defeated? Uh He's Peter Capaldi has another thing left in his sporran, a fucking grenade. Oh yeah. And he throws it into the snake's mouth. Yeah. So like he was... basically smile, you son of a bitch's jaws <laughs> death yeah. the, the snake. But like what did Hugh Grant do that was I don't know. To stop the I snake? was I it can't... was fine figure out were they supposed to be shoving like a poison suppository up it or something i don't know like gassing it like a rat something like that yeah they do yeah they start gassing it don't they but it it literally doesn't matter because peter capaldi has a grenade if anything hugh grant and peter capaldi should have teamed up more and been less there's too much being separate the four of them should have been you know defeated yeah. a bit but fought back well, yeah, i don't know why everyone it's... was so separate at the end it's such a bizarre structure that, like, both of them have their own completely separate plans. Yeah, Hugh Grant's been slaying people's dead mums and then comes back. Like, they, why is he not here for this? He's one of the main heroes, and yet, fuck here we are, like, Peter Capaldi do it, dragging two people out of a cave on his own in his kilt with his grenade. <laughs> I know. This fucker got an anti-venom, a fucking wild animal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that he didn't He's mix really up the it. the grenade and the mongoose earlier. Oh yeah, <laughs> just chucking oh, no, a mongoose been... into its mouth. If you if you throw a grenade at the snake, we would have seen a lot more time. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he just? Oh fucking! Oh, he only had one. Yeah, what? I suppose if he'd fucked it up, it wouldn't. Uh, what about we have no way of knowing what else was at that spawn? All right. <laughs> well, a Scottish man keeps behind his spawn or up his kilt, you know, is, is an endless pocket. It's like fucking. Um... It's a pick up. You just got grenades instead of ball bags. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just true of him. He's that fucking cool. He's like Mary Poppins. Her kilt's like Mary Poppins' bag. I think he's playing shit. It's like in there. a. It's... It's like in the video game where you have like a huge inventory of weapons, but when you're actually playing the game, you don't see them on the character at all. They can just like pull a fucking rifle out of nowhere. Yeah, oddly, it's like the game Worms. Look <laughs> <laughs> at you! Excellent. <laughs> um, anyway, or oh, they do have a jock voice in Worms as well, which is would be appropriate. I know how I'm kitting out my worms characters' names in Worms Armageddon. <laughs> the of the white worms. We're gonna have a theme now. We're gonna have all of the the four of them taking on anyway. Uh, blah, blah, blah. How does it? So the big snake monster explodes. 
Yeah. And they kind of just say, they clap Shrug. their hands together yeah. and go, job done. Let's now explain that as we get the <laughs> almost, like, I mean, it's been a comedy the whole time, but it's very it's deadpan comedy. Everyone's taking, everyone in it is serious and doesn't tip uh, the hat that it's a, it's a parody. They're just... Disagree. But... but um... <laughs> Uh, it's not. It's not like they don't. They're not doing it like it's not like Young Frankenstein or something, is it? Oh yeah, it's not that kind of com. Yeah. Um. But then yeah, this the, is the comedy. Uh oh, didn't give you an antidote. What? Yeah. You mean I'm actually going to turn into a snake vampire? And then we get the uh, Hugh Grant pulls up, and Peter Capaldi's getting in the car, and and Hugh Grant says, "Go on, slither in." Jake Rowling's in, actually, yeah. I think you'll find. Slytherin not allowed to talk about Harry Potter stuff, right? Because she's anti-trans, so... Delete! <laughs> no, it's because uh, Russell... Russell um, I was going to say Russell Kane, that's not right. What's his name? Ken Russell. Ken Russell, thank you. <laughs> it's because uh, the old Slytherin... It's be- the whole thing, you've got to give it to them, they're always on top of the snake thing. Yeah, no, there's puns and jokes and shit about snakes everywhere. Props My favourite being yeah. the, when she trips over the hoover. <laughs> which is oh my like god, a, yeah, like right snake. at the start. What does she do? <laughs> like, when, she, um, when she touches the crucifix and has the vision, they have like a shot of her tripping over like um, a hoover with like a, a fucking white, Henry um, hoover. Yeah, and it's got like a white um, snake. What's it called? The arm of the Hoover. What's that called? Tube, yeah. (laughs) The penis of the Hoover. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other lovely thing is snakes and phallus. Uh, You know, it's all all there, isn't it? I mean, fucking hell. But yeah, so they drive off, live happily ever after until, uh, I don't know, snake werewolves. Should we stop for lunch? I need a bite. No, no, no. Let's stop for a bite. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, good stuff. And then it goes the credit hit, and it goes right into that fucking song again. <laughs> it's John Danton and his various uh, snake slaying adventures. Fucking hell! What a what a treat! What a real <laughs> piece of shit treat! <laughs> it's a really it's one of those weird films where it's so shit. But it really fucking <laughs> it really keeps you chuckling, doesn't it? You, it's once a... you once you enter into the oh I see it's fucking stupid as fuck. You just you just sort of enjoy it to do. I think it largely doesn't waste a lot of time. Like it, it there's a lot of like well, they have uh, scenes they, they have scenes missing that should have been in there, like what <laughs> went on. Yeah. And then other times let's fucking spend ages on this boring phone call with a guy in a station that doesn't play into it. <laughs> I, love that the, I love that the fucking joke phone calls are in there for no reason. Um, yeah, yeah th- there was a quote from uh, Amanda Donahue that I wanted to read that I feel like really the reason she's so good in this, like I said, is is uh, she kind of gets what is it's going for. Um, and I think it's I think it's from an interview from the time, although I'm not sure it's on Wikipedia, but um, she's read it and agreed 
the opportunity to play a woman who's basically a fantasy woman. There are no boundaries. Therefore, I could do exactly as I chose with that lady. I didn't want her to be some sort of vampire bimbo. I really wanted her to be a sort of incredibly sophisticated and ageless woman. I always admire someone who really dares to be bad, said Donahue of Russell. Even his actors, people like Oliver Reed, have always impressed me that way. They can be brilliant or perfectly dreadful, but they're never boring. I'm fairly serious about acting and integrity, that films should have some real vrumph to them and say something about life. And I'd just been in this string of films and television films in the last two years, all pretty heavy stuff. And I thought, well, why not do a film that doesn't mean anything at all? <laughs> why not bite a scout's <laughs> cock off? <laughs> yeah. The sunbed scene as well, where she's fucking got her tits out for no reason. She's like, yeah. I guess snakes need to warm up because they're cold-blooded. And so she has a whole stupid speech with uh, one of the sisters while lying in a sunbed with a rack out. And you're like, okay. <laughs> she but, just yeah, seemed, she seemed very game for everything that she was asked to do. I would, if they remake, I would have, I would have cast her easily. Now that I've seen her in the costume, uh, in the outfits and costume in this mystique in X-Men, I'm thinking. <laughs> black hair transforming. I think that would fit. That would transition nicely. Do you agree, Abby? Yeah, I thought of that too when I saw her all blued up. It does feel very mystique, doesn't it? And it's a little bit evil, a little bit sexy. Maybe I could, you know, do some stuff with Magneto. I don't know. Abby, did you enjoy the film? It was a chore of sorts, wasn't it? I don't know what happened to me. I can't tell you if I like or didn't like it. I just experienced a thing. I I might experience it again one day. I may not. I just it's not something you engage with in a in a black and white way. You just ride the worm. You just I, ride yeah. The worm. Um. There's a I think another couple of quotes that I think are really good that sum this up. Another one from uh, Amanda Donahue about what Ken Russell was going for when he was directing. Go for um, a boner, that's what he was going for. One day he came in and played a tape for me and Hugh Grant of a drawing room comedy with Noel Coward and Gertrude Lawrence. Afterwards, we just looked at him with blank faces and he said, that's the way I want you to play your scenes. It was mad but inspired. And then from Ken Russell... Uh, Audiences don't realise my films are comedies until the last line has been delivered, and even then most people don't appear to get the joke. I would like to state that I actively encourage the audience to laugh along with White Worm. Oh, I got that it was a comedy. I didn't get it from the trailer, <laughs> but I fucking got it was a If it isn't a comedy, fuck's sake, Ken. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think you should market them as comedies, and then people would they'd be proper cult classics rather than these fucking weird fever dreams. Do you know what I think is kind of strange it, it, um, with the Bram Stoker connection is that I think the tone of uh, Coppola's Dracula is actually kind of similar. Like, I almost wish he'd leaned into it more like this film. Or we could just do a swapsy where they each direct that movie and see how they would have done it. We can find out then if Dracula the comedy would have Blackula, whether that, that's a different kettle of fish. But yeah, I mean, you want Francis Ford Coppola to be more shit, do you, Jamie? Or <laughs> you want Ken Russell to be as good as. I mean, no, I'm that. saying that, like, there's a lot in 
that film, Bram Stoker's Dracula, especially with funny. Anthony Hopkins as uh, uh, Van, oh, Van Helsing. Um, he his performance as Van Van Helsing in that film feels like it's out of this film. Oh, I would have. I've, yeah, we need a snake Van Helsing, really, don't we? Just to mix things up, we need like an expert. This we could have done with. I mean, I Hugh know. Grant was the expert. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, he whenever just sort of it needed it. All. Yeah. Anthony, uh, was this an experience for you? Like Abby said, or where, where, where <laughs> did you land on it? It's like I can't, other than like Amanda Donahue and to some extent Hugh Grant, I can't pinpoint anything else technically good about this film. Everything is off, but I loved it anyway. <laughs> It's it's yeah it's def- it definitely falls into the it's so bad it's good category for me. I think it's um, a, it's a perfect like yeah this is what a B movie is. Yes. And, and, and you know Ken Russell gets off the hook because he did intend it to be funny. We're laughing at it and with it. Yeah. He's like, well, I fucking wasn't serious, was I? So you were meant to feel that way, and you go, all right. I mean, I would have made a on purpose funny comedy, but. Sure, you know, <laughs> You made a what the fuck is this funny comedy show? That's okay too. Anthony, anything, anything else you want to say? Oh, it's not much more. I mean, it's it's absurd. It's campy. It's ridiculous. What's not to like? Really? <laughs> <laughs> the music's pretty bad. <laughs> the music was pretty bad. <laughs> but again, kind of fits the challenge. Yeah, and then everything thought, else was bad. So yeah, no, it all sits. It's all stay. It's consistent, and it's on a theme. I like that. Like we've done, like we did another shit horror film. <laughs> Asylum was sort of all over the place with how corny and bad horror it was, but this was on point. Like it didn't make sense. Yeah. Like I don't think the concept fully worked, but they they knew what they were doing. It's a scary snake worshiping woman who is poisoning people and is up to no good, and it involves a giant. Snake, they knew it was all. It made sense, and it played into British myths. And I, you know, I respect that it. It knew what it was doing. It just didn't know, you know, logic and sense and stuff. But the theme was there. We we got what what was expected in a, in a way, didn't we? So good job. So anyway, thank you, Jamie. That was an experience. <laughs> um, join us Happy again. Halloween. <laughs> Happy Helena in a basket. Uh, I'm getting back in my big wicker basket now. I'm definitely going to invest in a sporran. I didn't know they could hide so many things. (laughs) Scott's guys got something, something, there was something we don't. Uh, Yeah, anyway, you're going to slither off now and have a bite to eat. I'm not a snake. This, This definitely could have a sequel. Oh, Peter Capaldi coming back as the fucking white worm. Apparently, there was a proposed sequel. But it was never made. <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, TTFN. Ta-ta for snakes. Bye. 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 Hey.